welcome back. I'm your host, Esther Polito, your favorite Jersey girl. And this is the Baddest Broad Podcast. How are you baddies out there? Honestly, I'm hanging in there. It's been a rough few weeks for me. But today, I'm feeling pretty sassy. Uh, probably because it's officially fall here in the U.S., so happy fall. But, you know, it's week four of football season, and the Packers got our asses handed to us last night by the Detroit Lions. <laughs> so it's a bit painful. Um, I'm still sitting here fully dressed in my Green Bay Packers yoga pants and hoodie, so I'm not too downtrodden, or downtrodden, excuse me. But I figured, what a better time to do a rant about the NFL. So as you know, if you've listened to previous episodes, my introduction into football went hand in hand with my assimilation to American culture. So it runs pretty deep. And over the course of the last decade, it's become a true obsession. Americans love football. And we have this saying, God, family, and football. And depending who you are, you might prioritize it in any which way you want. I know football is a brutal sport. And every year, players contend with serious injuries that can be life-altering. But every week, we tune in. Because there's a few sports that mirror life like football does. And every year, right after the Super Bowl, we all fall into a collective depression until about August, when I get to sit down and block out my calendar for the Packers schedule. It is a gift. So I wanted to mention, at least in this episode, that last year I did get to visit Lambeau for the first time, and it was the first home game against the Bears. And it was one of the last seasons that Aaron Rodgers was playing. So it was really special. And I have to say, you know, part of this is really just me thanking the people of Green Bay. Because they are truly special. And I have a special place in my heart for people in the Midwest. Mostly people from Wisconsin or Minnesota. Because they're just kind of awesome. They are hardy. They are incredibly accommodating. And it really struck me when I was walking around Lambo that, you know, when people say that um, that saying of salt of the earth people, they're talking about the people of Green Bay. Because honestly, people that look like me, if you're a brown person or a black person walking around America, you don't always feel welcome everywhere you go. It's it's really sad. And I have to say, there's very few places I could walk around feeling the way I did being welcomed into Green Bay. So thank you to those people who made that trip really special. And I'm talking about not just a handful of people, but I'm talking about TSA agents, bartenders, um, the clerk at the gas station. I stopped by for an ice cream bar. Um, the flight attendants, every single person, the Uber drivers, Lyft drivers, thank you to those folks. Almost every single person I interacted with outside of Lambeau 
in Lambeau extended so much hospitality and were incredibly kind and accommodating. I was really blown away. And I was talking to one of my Uber drivers and he was saying he grew up, I think, a few hours outside of Green Bay and he had recently moved to Green Bay in the past year. And he was even struck by how kind the people were there. So it is a very special place. And for those of you listening who are football fans or are just um, fans of history and sports history, definitely stop by Lambeau Field because that is just a magical place when it comes to the history of football, the people there. And you have to understand the location of Green Bay, which is mind-boggling. The stadium is located in the middle of a residential area. (laughs) You literally show up, it's a neighborhood, and in the middle of that neighborhood is just Lambo. It makes no sense. (laughs) The stadium should exist in the middle of this residential area. It is the most bizarre thing to even look at. Because most stadiums and ballparks you'll visit, you know, it's like it was made to be a ballpark. It's usually just a ballpark or stadium with a massive parking lot and nothing else. But this is literally in the heart of Green Bay. There are more people in those games on any given Sunday than there are actual residents living in Green Bay, Wisconsin. It's amazing. So I highly recommend um, making it a bucket list item and visiting whenever you can because those people are great. And I was really grateful to have the experience just to be there. We won against the Bears. And I was really surprised how many Bears fans were there. And they were definitely taking a bit of harassment (laughs) walking around because people were making, you know, jabs at them, um, just making fun of them. We own you. We still own you. Like those kinds of things. And there's a whole song about how the bears still suck, which we love singing. (laughs) But everybody was having a great time. And if you were to look around, um, especially when people were tailgating and right before the game, there's about four blocks right outside of the stadium that are effectively shut down. It's open carry. So people are just like double fisting, like beers walking around, having a great time. It just felt like a really big party. And it was just people from all kinds of different backgrounds, ages, you know, just having a great time. It felt more like we were all having a big block party and everybody was wearing, you know, Packers and Bears gear. So It was really tremendous. I was really heartened by that experience because, like I said, you know, I can't really travel around the U.S. and get that kind of welcoming (laughs) um, hospitality because I am a, you know, brown Asian woman walking around and navigating uh, the day-to-day existence of this world. But I was just so touched by these people. So a big thank you goes out. Just to the Packers fans out there, I know it hurts. It's a tough morning. Um, It's been a bit of a roller coaster. I know it's really funny that I'm talking about football again. (laughs) It feels like this this podcast is just going to turn into a football or sports podcast at some point. But I really do have to extend my gratitude and my thanks to those folks. And just really making my trip, you know, it just, it didn't, it didn't just meet my expectations, it definitely exceeded it. 
and everything that you hear about Green Bay and Lambo, like it's that times 10. I just could not believe how good it was and how just kind, so kind these people were. Anyway, moving on. So definitely check that out. If you could make the trip, it's a great time. It doesn't matter if you're a Packer fan, you're still going to have a blast. There's so many things to do, so many things to see for everybody in the family. So definitely check it out. But anyway, I know this is turning into like, go Packers. Um, it's been a weird season. It's week four, like I said. Um, it's hard not to be depressed. <laughs> because man, when Aaron said he was leaving to go to the Jets, I'm sure we were having a flashback because not too long ago. Brett Favre did the exact same thing in the most bizarre fashion because Brett decided to retire, then changed his mind. <clears throat> Talking to you, Tom Brady. Um, but Brett left, came back, and wanted his old seat back. And the Packers were like, no, no, you've technically retired. So he then went to the Jets. And then from the Jets, went to the Minnesota Vikings. So it was very dramatic. And since then, the last few years, Brett's been doing all kinds of weird stuff. I don't know what's going on. He's just acting out or getting into all kinds of trouble. But, you know, whether you love him or hate him, that was the history of Brett Favre, especially in his latter years with Green Bay. And so fast forward to 2023 and this season, Aaron decides to apparently not retire, but move on over to the Jets and the whole offseason. I mean, the trash talking that was going on from Bears fans, Vikings fans, and especially the Lions. I mean, the Lions can talk all the trash all they want because they actually beat us a couple of times and they're probably going to be leading the conference this year, which breaks my heart into a million pieces, but that's the reality of it. And hey, you know what? The Lions have sucked for all these many years, I don't think they've even ever won a Super Bowl. So I'm not that, I don't feel that bad about this season. If they're playing well, they deserve the wins. But the thought of the Green Bay Packers being a mediocre team just makes it feel like this season is going to be a long one. <laughs> and even last night, I was so scared to tune into the game because I can't really even watch whole games anymore. I rarely do it. I usually will just wait until after the half, halftime, and then watch like the third and fourth quarter because I swear to you, and this is not wish me wishing for my own demise, but I am probably going to die watching a Packers game in the fourth quarter from a heart attack because, oh <laughs> uh, man, just the last... The last four games have been a roller coaster and, you know, people have already been losing their minds, not just Packers fans, but NFL fans, because so many different things are changing. So many different things are going on. What's happening? There's so many talking heads and pundits and commentators, you know, wishing for our demise, trying to figure out what is Jordan Love going to do? You know, Packers fans are so spoiled to have Brett for all those years. And then Aaron for about seven and 18 years of his career, like most teams do not have, you know, this kind of level of athlete, let alone in the quarterback position. So yes, I, I will say <laughs> Packers fans are really spoiled. Sorry. 
I know people hate us just for that very reason, because how lucky can you get to not just have one great quarterback in Brett Favre and then Aaron that are both going to be in the Hall of Fame? And then now when Jordan Love came in, you know, he sat on the bench watching Aaron for a couple of years. I do get the feeling that compared to Aaron Rodgers' relationship with Brett this time around, it is different in that I do think that Aaron has gone out of his way to at least, you know, bring up Jordan and train him in the way that he wasn't trained. I'm sure he wasn't happy <laughs> a few years ago when Jordan was picked up and were the rest of us were like, what the hell is going on in that draft? It was really just frustrating to see the Packers already either, you know, kind of moving on and planning for Aaron's replacement, even though he was still making it to back-to-back MVPs. Anyway, um, it's interesting. And week one, it was really great to see Jordan win his first game. I think that definitely bolstered his confidence a little bit because throughout the whole offseason, there was a giant question mark hanging over all our heads. and I was one of those people. I was grieving <laughs> for a few weeks when we heard of the news that Aaron was moving on to the Jets. Even though I'm from New Jersey and I should probably be either a Giants or Jets fan. Sorry, people back home. I love you. But being a Packers fan and watching him move on, it hurt. And I was watching, you know, I think for two weeks after that, I was just wearing my black Packers t-shirt just walking around. <laughs> being sad and feeling like I had just gone through a major breakup. I know it it sounds melodramatic, but I shit you not. Even after those first couple of weeks and then months go by and I was like, okay, I think I'm all right. I'm going to get over this. We still have a decent quarterback. We'll see what this new kid does and our, you know, fresh young team or like some, our roster is made up of some of the youngest um, players in the NFL right now, which is great and also nerve wracking because they definitely still need experience. But, you know, a few months go by and I was like, I think I'm okay. I think I'm fine. And then I started dreaming about Aaron coming back. I would just have these random dreams where I'm like hanging out with Aaron Rodgers dressed in Packer gear. That is my subconscious for you. (laughs) Those feelings are real. Okay. They're real to me. Um, So anyway, starting starting the NFL season this year. Sunday, we're playing the Bears. Jordan and the Packers win that game against the Bears. So of course, we're like joyous and celebrating Monday morning because they're like, we still own the Bears in your face. All this trash talking in the offseason. You could eat it, whatever. So we were elated for exactly a few hours. Or at least I was. I don't know how, what everybody else was feeling, but I was until that evening game around five o'clock, four plays in, and Aaron gets hurt. And we don't know what is going on. We're guessing it's like, oh, maybe he just twisted his ankle or it's his ankle. Something happened. By the next day, we learn that it's a, his Achilles heel that he injured, and he's probably going to be out for the rest of the season and for the rest of the week. Oh, my God. It doesn't really matter that Aaron is no longer a Packer, but I guarantee you that Packers fans and any athlete, any quarterback or any NFL, you know, fan that has watched him rise up in his career was a gutted 
it was painful <laughs> for us. And honestly, I don't blame the turf, the artificial turf that everybody keeps talking about. I don't even blame blame Aaron. Honest to God, I blame the Jets. And I blame specifically Jets fans. That's right. I am pin- pinning this on you guys because throughout the whole offseason, there was this massive, you know, there was this big campaign. Aaron is going to be in New York. He loves New York now. He's our quarterback. This is going to be great. We're going to the Super Bowl. And then as that was kind of turning, turning, turning and building, you know, at, you know, August into September, preseason to the regular season, there's just a bunch of Jets fans like Rich Eisen, not to name names, who are diehard Jets fans that are kind of, you know, in the corner saying, something bad's going to happen. This can't be that good. It's too good to be true. <laughs> so... I really do pin this on the Jets fans because they are just so negative and they're just waiting for something catastrophic to happen. So it did happen. So it's your fault because you guys kind of just wished it on yourself instead of just being able to enjoy it and just being happy that you finally have like a great quarterback. You had him for five minutes and this is what happened. Four plays into the first week. How? How? It was heartbreaking to watch and I still do my heart just goes out to Aaron right now because you could tell he was so committed to this new season he was so committed to this new team he was trying to infuse them with new life and finally you know give them hope that they could actually win as an organization and here we are and now it's just kind of like oh bummer what's gonna happen and you know he'll bounce back and I'm sure he'll be back next season and he'll hopefully be able to play a whole season healthy but man my I was just crushed for him and regardless of how you feel about Aaron Rodgers and whether you agree with his personality you know he's kind of turned into a bit of a hippie which I'm not mad about um I the part of this is really my appreciation and my gratitude for him because when I look back, especially during COVID, when life was depressing and dark and we were all holed up in our little corners of the world wondering, what's going to happen? Are we all going to die? Am I even going to be able to see my loved ones? What's going on? In those times, and especially in the fall, when football was still happening, Personally, it gave me something to look forward to, whether we were winning or we were losing. And even though the stadiums were completely empty and we had those weird cardboard cutouts of fans <laughs> sitting in the seats and, you know, players were, were playing with silence, which is really weird because usually there's the game, there's your preparation for the game, there's whoever's injured, you know, what key players you have starting in that game. But there's also the fans. You know, certain stadiums are known for being so loud that it is impossible to, like, even talk to each other and, you know, communicate what the play is. So part of, like, that game in the environment in which football is played is the fans' participation and them being loud and them being quiet and them clapping and jeering and, like, taunting. All that stuff plays into that environment of sportsmanship. So without that, it was a really weird experience to just kind of look at and be like, who are these cardboard cutouts? And even the players, and I think even Aaron mentioned this, it's like, it's good to be playing and it's good to be out there and it's good to still have football, but it was really weird. 
So it was really great to be able to attend Lambeau last year. I am really sad, but I am really grateful to Aaron. And for you guys who don't know anything about football, <laughs> I really appre- appreciate you sticking with me throughout this rant. But if you want to feel inspired, because there are moments when your life is dark and you're sad or heartbroken, you don't really have anything good going on, it feels like everybody's against you. If your team, your sports team, whether it be American football or soccer or football, what they call it over in in Europe, when your team is winning, that can bring you up. (laughs) That can keep you afloat for the whole week until the next game, right? I'm sure you guys know what that feels like. It's like when you win on a Sunday and then you get to wake up in the morning on Monday and it's victory Monday and you could wear all your gear and like walk around the grocery store and feel good about yourself. That's something like that can keep you happy and up for a while until we lose, you know, on a Thursday night to the Detroit Lions, whatever. But if you ever want to hear an inspiring story, I would highly recommend just going back and looking at Aaron's career. Because anytime he's getting criticism or he's getting knocked down or he's being criticized for having a big old chip on his shoulder, I just remind people, I'm like, of course, Aaron, just like Tom Brady, they're going to walk around with a chip on their shoulder because they know how talented they are. They know that they can lift a whole team, carry them on their backs (laughs) and get into the playoffs and then win a Super Bowl, which is a really hard feat for anybody to accomplish, right? For one person in the quarterback position, one of the hardest positions to play in the NFL. And you have to appreciate not just athleticism. And this is what I love about that position. And I am a big fan of certain quarterbacks as well, not just my team, is that you have to have poise. You have to have the football intellect. You have to understand how quickly everything, you know, if you've ever been in a football game, if you're just watching what's going on, and especially if you're kind of, if you have good seats and you're kind of lower down to the field, like it's really hard to see what's happening. And I, this is the one observation, my first game I attended, which was in Arizona. It was the Cardinals against the Bills. I was still living in Tucson and my friend had like really great tickets. We were like in the second row on the home side of the Cardinals on the 40th yard line. So it was like amazing tickets for my first ever game. Thanks, Bill. Um, and I also got to see like Larry Fitzgerald, you know, with pyrotechnics going off in the background, running off to the field. And he's like one of the, I, I respect Larry Fitzgerald so much. He's one of the greatest wide receivers out there. But the minute he steps on the field, I'm practically crying. <laughs> I'm so emotional, so happy to be there. But as you see the, you know, the plays and like the action of on the field, it is insane. First of all, how massive these guys are and how quickly they can move. Like these plays happen so quickly. I don't know how you could keep track of number one, where the ball even is at <laughs> because everything's running around. Everybody's just running around different directions. You're like, wait, what's happening? So you're, I'm sitting there and I'm having to look up at the Jumbotron just to figure out what just happened and then clap or participate as a fan. But. I highly recommend, even for those people listening to me right now, rant about football who's never been to a game. It is so much fun. You know, have a couple of drinks, get a hot dog. You're high-fiving strangers. You're you're rooting for your team. But it is insane the level of athleticism you have to have to be able to function and to be able to win 
at this sport. So massive respect to Aaron Rodgers. You could kind of appreciate where he's been at at this point, especially right now that he has a long break. Um, I just have a tremendous amount of gratitude and appreciation for him for the time he's put in to Green Bay. But if you are ever having a low moment, or if you're just curious, go back on the tapes on YouTube because they have, there's so much footage on Aaron Rodgers and there's a few um, videos I would highly recommend if you're just wanting to learn more about his career and his persona and stuff like that. Because as a Packer fan, if I'm just, you know, not feeling very inspired or I'm just sad or I need a bit of a pick-me-up, I'll just watch highlights of Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys because <laughs> those moments are legendary. It is insane how Aaron just made a habit of doing a Hail Mary. Like, I, there's just moments where he did that a few times. There's a few, a few couple of good plays. That it's just like there was no way anybody was going to catch that ball. And somehow it was a miraculous, you know, feat. And Aaron pulled it off. Or there's a very specific video, and I'll have to go pull it up. But there's interviews of coaches who passed on Aaron during the draft. <laughs> And I mean, talk about eating your words. Like, it is so funny because Aaron was not drafted right away into like a Division One school. So Aaron had to go to Butte Community College before he transferred over to Cal and then played for them and then got drafted. So for those people who feel like, well, I'm not very smart. I didn't have a great background. My family is not rich. I've had a hard life. Look at Aaron's career because everybody slept on him in the beginning of his career. Nobody would give him a chance. And he kept at it. He worked on it. He understood what he was capable of. And he believed in himself or believe in himself. Excuse me. So, man, if you are down, <laughs> watch watch those videos and then watch how long Oh my God, draft day. This kid, baby Aaron Rodgers sitting in the green room, waiting. God, your heart. Here's this kid. He was supposed to be drafted in like the top 10. (laughs) He ended up sitting there waiting for, I think, two hours. And he kept dropping down and dropping because I think the first pick went to Alex Smith if I remember correctly. And then he just kept dropping down and finally Green Bay picked him up and he was so happy and relieved. He was sitting there by himself. Like, you know, he's, he's on there with his little flip phone with his little sad little goatee with all this gel in his hair. Like he is a child sitting there, all these cameras point at him. He's like sweating because everybody passed on him. So you could tell that once he got into that, you know, QB one position, he was ready. Because he was not just talented, but he was motivated. And this is one key lesson that I will offer in this, you know, very long rant now as we're going on 30 minutes. I apologize. But when you're thinking about yourself and you're like, well, I'm not very smart and I'm not like a savant at anything like math or music or anything. It's not always about talent. It's not always about where you came from or your background or whether you come from, you know, blue collar working class folks who are just out there trying to do their best. But if you are motivated and you have any kind of average intellect or you're just willing to keep working at it 
and chipping away at it. That is the story of Aaron Rodgers. Because the minute he got the opportunity, he was ready. He had been preparing. He had been watching what Brett was doing, even though Brett clearly was not trying to help him out. One iota. Thanks, Brett. But once he got that opportunity, I mean, in that short amount of time, we got to a Super Bowl in 2010 against the Steelers. And just his ability to be able to lift people up around him, to have built this this career, to have had back-to-back MVPs. And I don't care what anybody says, because this is where everybody wants to like take a dump on air and be like, well, he only has one ring. It doesn't freaking matter. Because guess guess what? If you're an athlete and you participated in the Olympics and won the Olympics, you're always going to be an Olympian. And if you are a quarterback or an NFL player that have gone to the Super Bowl and won, it doesn't matter how many you've won. It's the fact that you have arrived at the apex of your sport and proven to everybody that you're a champion. So to me, it's not about the you know the number of rings you have and there's plenty of quarterbacks out there who have never won super bowls by the way so and they're still regarded as great quarterbacks so it just is what it is it does not diminish his talent it doesn't diminish what he's been able to do for himself and for the people of green bay and packers fans all over the world i feel like we're always going to be grateful for Aaron Rodgers. we are heartbroken for what he's going through we know that he's going to rise up from the ashes and make something of this. And even though it hasn't worked out the way Jets fans would have hoped, the way we all thought we were going to have a great season watching him play, even though he's not wearing a Packers jersey anymore, he's still wearing green. So it's okay, guys. But if you want to watch a great athlete, if you want to watch somebody who has an incredible intellect, I mean, his memory is insane. Because anytime you're watching him in an interview after a game, He'll just go back and say, oh, yeah, I remember a play. They did the same play back in, like, you know, 2015. This guy was over here, and that guy was setting up to do this play, and that's how I remember what this play was. I'm like, what? I, I don't even remember what I had for lunch yesterday. And Aaron can pinpoint, you know, between the muscle memory of going through the motions and actually his just being able to remember what happened in certain plays of what years and who was doing what is incredible. So... A lot of you guys out there who don't play sports, who are just not about sports, I feel bad for you (laughs) because there is so much to learn from team sports, whether you're participating in it, you're a fan of it, just from just observation and what it requires to play the game and how brutal football is to be able to week after week, be able to rise up, do it again, do your best to, you know, stay in that kind of shape in the off season and come back is tremendous and it's a great big effort on everybody's part of the team um so this is probably a good time for me to wind down um this episode but thanks for hanging out with me and hearing all about (laughs) our season so far i know that's not really what this podcast is about but i was in that kind of mood and i just wanted to reach out there in the in the universe and give my team a bit of a boost and some appreciation and gratitude for all and everything that Green Bay has done for all the fans out there and all and everything that Aaron has done for the fans out there. We definitely wish you the best. We love you no matter what happens. We do hope that you have a speedy recovery and you're back at it. And if nothing else, you're going to be in the sidelines helping the team out. Um, I'm also looking over at Raiders right now because Devontae is not happy. 
So I'm going to leave it with, hey, Devante, baby, come back. <laughs> we will take you back. We will treat you better than the Raiders have treated you. So, hey, if you want to come back to us, the door is always open. But for now, I'm just going to say, get out there, live your baddest self. If you need some cheering up, watch some highlight reels from Aaron Rodgers' Hail Marys. And until next time, go Pack Go.